a very good morning to everyone from me and from Luna. Good morning Above Bar Church. Hello Above Bar Church. Good morning Above Bar Church family. Well, good morning and welcome to Above Our Church this morning. Uh, my name is Catherine and I'm a member and part of the staff team here. And I'm Chris Webb. I'm a minister here. And uh, well, we're well into the, the holiday season right now. And I think that actually fits our, our theme really well today because we're looking at Psalm 23. He leads me beside quiet waters and he refreshes my soul. Yes, and lots of us rest in different ways. Um, so we're going to see how some of you have been enjoying your holiday so far. Well, actually, we're in a series looking at the names of God and the names that God has describe his character. If you want to know what God is like, well, a good way is to look at the names of God in the Bible. And last week, some of you shared what your names mean. Here's a reminder. My full name is Nicholas, which means victory of the people. Um, and this is Jonathan, and his name means gift from God. I am Kate, and that means pure. My name is Callum, which means dove in Gaelic. Hi, my name's Caroline, and in French my name means song of happiness. My name is Joy, my name means happy. What does your name mean, Catherine? Um, well, Catherine means pure, um, and my middle name is Joy. Um, so, yeah, when my parents weren't sure if they were going to be able to have children, and so it was pure joy when they, when they could. Um, what does Christopher mean? Well, Christopher in Greek means lover of Christ, mm -hmm. but I'm also proud of my middle name, which is Anirin, even though a lot of people can't say that. Mm -hmm. But Anirin Bevan founded the National Health Service in 1946, and my parents named me after him. Lovely. Well, the name of God um, that we're looking at today is Jehovah Rohi. Um, the Lord is shepherd. Now, when you think of shepherds today, we might think of, I don't know, nice fluffy sheep in green English fields. Um, maybe even you might think of dressing gowns and Christmas, all those you know costumes and things. Um, but actually, a shepherd in the Middle East um, was very different to maybe what we might think um, now. They would have done everything with their sheep. It was quite, quite a lonely job, probably. Um, they would be leading their sheep through dry pastures to try and find some other um, places for them to graze. Um, they would have slept near them to protect them from wild animals and to guide them where they need to go next. Um, and maybe even they might have used a shepherd's crook a little bit like this. Cool. Well, when you watch this service, it would be good that you could think of the answer to these two questions. One, in what way is God like a shepherd? And number two, in what way are we like sheep? Well, for now, we're going to hand over to the band and we're going to sing Psalm 23 together. my shepherd I'll not want He makes me lie in pastures green He leads me by 
from Psalm 23. So if you want to open it up in front of you so you can follow along. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through a valley as dark as death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me for the rest of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, it's amazing to see that right through the Bible, God calls himself shepherd. But as Catherine said earlier, shepherding in Israel was very different to how it is in the green pastures of the UK. 
it's quite different to England where grass is very green. In Israel, the landscape is very, very dry. There are wild animals, there are dark valleys. And a shepherd would really need to keep his sheep moving to find pasture. And so the shepherd needed to be completely committed to his sheep. What does it mean to be committed? Well, did you hear about the chicken and the pig who went into business with Sanjay's Big Breakfast? The chicken was very involved and provided the eggs, but the pig was committed and provided the bacon. Well, the Lord, the name the Lord, one of the things that it means is the one who is committed, the one who is faithful, the one who always does what he says, the one who always keeps his promises. And so I want to speak to you just briefly about the commitment of the shepherd, which I think is what Psalm 23 is mainly about. Now, David wrote the psalm and he knew exactly what shepherding was all about because he was a shepherd. He knew it meant sleeping next to the sheep. He knew it meant uh, that the sheep could not live or survive without the shepherd because sheep are defenseless and foolish. And to illustrate this, I heard about a story of uh, an event in Turkey where in 2005, Turkish shepherds watched in horror as hundreds of the sheep fell over a cliff. First one sheep went over the cliff edge, only to be followed by the whole flock. And more than 400 sheep died as they fell 15 meters down. But what they did was actually cushion the fall of the 1,100 sheep who fell next. Apparently the sheep were worth 42,000 pounds in all. Well, you and I are like sheep, not the cleverest, prone to follow the crowd, prone to destroying ourselves, prone to sickness, prone to getting stuck, defenseless. I mean, just look at how the whole world has been stopped by a tiny little virus. And yet the Lord is committed to his sheep. He's committed to bless them. I mean, think of the good things that God has given you in your life. He's guided you to where you live. He's guided you to your jobs. If you have a job, he's guided you to your friends. He's guided you to green pastures and he's restored your soul. Those of you who are older, can you think of times in your life that have been really quite hard, but then the Lord has done something to bring you relief, to restore you? See, the Lord leads us to green pastures, but often through a valley also that can be as dark as death. In other words, God does allow trials and difficulties in our lives. And life is often more like a wilderness than green valleys. And for that reason, you and I need a shepherd. In a famous poem called Invictus, which is often played at Wimbledon, I remember it was last year in the final between Federer and Djokovic. Uh, in that poem, the, the author, the writer, William Ernest Henley says this, out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. It matters not how straight the gate or how charged with punishments the soul. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Can you see what the author of that poem is saying? He's saying, I don't need a shepherd. I don't need a guide. 
I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. And the title Invictus means unconquerable. This is how to be a man. When life kicks you in the butt, well, you get up and you kick it in the butt. I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. But the Bible says, no, you're not. You're a sheep. My goodness, you're a pretty proud sheep, but you're far from being unconquerable. In fact, you've gone astray. Wouldn't take much to knock you over at all. A sheep deciding to live without a shepherd is a bit like a fish deciding to live without water. Human beings need shepherding. Once Jesus went up to a viewpoint that looked over the whole city of Jerusalem and he started weeping. And he was weeping because the people were like sheep without a shepherd. There's no one to, to guide them, no one to lead them to truth. They were vulnerable. They were exposed, making up their own ideas about what was right and wrong. And so Jesus wept. A couple of years ago, I had the privilege to go to India and Nepal on a five day hike. But I jolly well needed a guide. Here's a picture of my guide. My guide led me along the Singalila Ridge, which is a 4,000 meter high ridge between Nepal and India. He led me to where I needed to sleep at night. Every morning at 6 a.m. he brought me a cup of steaming hot tea. He led me to food and drink and without him, I would have died. He was committed to me right throughout that five day hike in and out of Nepal to the very end. And that is like the Lord but to walk with him, you need to realize that you're a sheep and you need to ask him to be your shepherd. I did that when I was 19. And, be and because of that, I can sing this psalm with King David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. The Lord has led and guided me as a shepherd for the last 26 years. And he knows I'm prone to wonder, prone to doing stupid things, saying stupid things. It's just like the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 6, all we are like sheep and we've gone astray and we've turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord has laid on him. That's Jesus, the iniquity of us all. And in a few minutes, Catherine is going to explain a little bit more about how absolutely committed the Lord is to us. David knew that. David could have written Invictus because he was a king, but instead he wrote this, the Lord is my shepherd. He guides me along the right paths and he leads me beside still waters. Well, we're going to sing now about his guidance and his protection and his commitment to us. Let's sing.
this day You have laid your hand on me It's wonderful You are always with me Jesus, where could I go? seen so far today about how God is our shepherd. And Catherine's going to share with us a little bit now about just how committed the good shepherd is. Thanks, Tom. So we're in a series looking at the names of God. And this week we're thinking about Jehovah Rochi, the Lord is my shepherd. And so we've seen in Psalm 23, um, David, the, the writer of the psalm, helps us to understand that what God is like as our shepherd. And Chris has helped us to see that the shepherd is committed. So now we're going to think together about how committed the shepherd is. And our next Bible passage will help us to understand this. So if you can turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 10, we'll be starting at verse 7. So that's John chapter 10, starting at verse 7. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Did you hear that? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Now, people would have known that one of God's names is shepherd. That's what God is like. But now Jesus is saying that he is the shepherd, that he's God. God come down to earth. But he also said that he is the gate. How can he be both, you might be thinking? Well, back in the time when Jesus was on earth, sometimes shepherds used to be a bit like gates for their sheep. Think about the last time you went through a gate. Often we open a gate and we walk through the space into a new area, maybe into a field or a garden or something. Well, at night, shepherds would sleep in the entrance to the pen to stop the sheep from wandering off or to protect them from wild animals coming in. Jesus is saying that he is the gate into God's kingdom, God's flock. Jesus is inviting us into God's family. But the only way in is through the gate. We can't climb over the wall to get to God or make a hole to squeeze through to get to God. No, Jesus has made a way for us to know God through himself. We learned last week that God wants a relationship with us. He shared with us his personal name, Yahweh. 
And here we see that Jesus has made that relationship possible by being the gate, helping us to enter God's kingdom. That's how committed the shepherd is. So Jesus has said that he's the good shepherd, but actually there are so many other people these days who claim to be shepherds too. Now, yes, they might not literally say that they're shepherds, but a bit like sheep, people do follow them. We follow them. We might literally follow some on social media. We watch what they do. We listen to what they say. They might even influence some of the choices that we make. But Jesus is saying that these people are like thieves or robbers. They don't care for the sheep like the shepherd does. They don't care for us like Jesus does. We need to be following the good shepherd, the true shepherd. We need to be following Jesus. In verse 10, Jesus says that he has come for us to have life in all of its fullness, the best kind of life. I don't know about you, but I want that life. And the only way to receive that life is through Jesus. But how? How has Jesus made it possible for us to be part of God's family and to have life to the full? Well, it's there in verse 11. Can you see it? I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, is so committed that he is willing to sacrifice himself, to die for us, to die in our place, so that we can enjoy a relationship with God the Father and experience life in all its fullness, as God intended for it to be. Wow, what an amazing truth to be learning that God is our shepherd, that he cares for us, he protects us, he is committed to us. So much so that he sent his son Jesus as the good shepherd, the true shepherd, to die for us on the cross and make a way for us to have a relationship with God the Father. So as we head into a new week, Maybe there will be situations where you feel people have let you down or you're frustrated that your plans have changed, that nothing seems certain. Well, let's remember to look to the Lord, our shepherd, to Jesus, the good shepherd, who is always with you and is so committed to you that he laid down his life for you. As we process all that God has been teaching us, let's be praising the Lord, our shepherd. The Allori family are now going to lead us in our prayers. Hello, my name is Ola, and here is Sarah and Love. Let's pray together. Dear God, we lift up our eyes to the hills. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let our throats slip. He who watched over us will not slumber. Indeed, he who watched over our family will slumber no sleep. The Lord watch over us. The Lord is our shade at our right hand. The sun will not harm us by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep us from all harm. He will over our lives. He will over our coming and our going, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you, Jesus, for being our shepherd. Thank you for your protection over our, our lives and our community. Thank you for guiding our path, for your banner over us is love. Thank you, Lord, for the lives of our leaders in every decision and steps. Lord, as we go through the next phase in this pandemic, we shall fear no evil, for you are with us. Amen. Dear God, thank you that you are a good shepherd and we can trust you with our lives. 
We thank you, Lord, for your supreme power and authority. Thank you for your help and the unconditional love in our everyday lives. We thank you for our individual lives, for giving us reason to say thank you, Jesus. From the beginning of this pandemic and now that the regulation is easing slightly, we thank you, Lord, for our precious community and the world at large. Surely God is with us. Lord, thank you that you are trustworthy and able. You are our hope and refuge. Amen. We are now going to sing our next song. Well, we've seen this morning about how God is our shepherd, about how he's with us and he provides for us and he's given us the best gift of Jesus, his son. And so as we sing this next song, it's right to think about what our response is, what we might give back out of what God has given to us. So just a reminder to be thinking now as we sing, praying about what you're giving, whether you need to give more. um, And you can find more details about how to give to the work of our church on our website on the giving page. But let's worship him as we sing and as we give to him. See, we believe. 
for leading us in our sung worship this morning. Well, we're coming to the end of our time together. Um, and so it just leaves me with time to remind you that the prayer team are available if you'd like to pray with someone, perhaps in response to something that God has been teaching you this morning. Um, you can text the number 07874114852 and a member of the team will be in touch with you. At 4pm today, you can tune in to Preach and Pray, where John will be continuing to take us through our series in Isaiah. At 7.30pm tonight, we'll be gathering gathering together um, for an evening of prayer on Zoom. The links for both of these things can be found in the description below this video and on our website. Um, For any other information, please visit the coronavirus page of our website, www.abovebarchurch.org.uk forward slash coronavirus. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you are our shepherd. Thank you that you care for us, you protect us, you guide us and lead us. We're sorry for the times when, like sheep, we wander away from you. But thank you that you never give up up on us. Jesus, please help us to look to you, the good shepherd, that we would choose to follow you. Amen. To finish our service this morning, um, the youth band are going to lead us in our final song. Stronger, the king 
Worthy is the Lamb who was slain.